Welcome to the podcast with a purpose with information and content meant to motivate, aspire and inspire you from romance author and host Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call her my welcome to an experience. This is the Purple Charm Experience. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Purple Charm Experience podcast, where I am your host, Jamara E. Fleming, but you can call me Mai. I am so happy to have you here today. I have a wonderful episode planned for you. Of course, we're going to start off with my quote of the day and my sip of the week, but for this week's Ask the Author segment, I have a special guest author that I think you're going to love. And I hope that you go out and buy his book. And also, a special treat for you. You can actually watch our discussion on YouTube on my page, Creative Calfrey. So, without further delay, let's get into this episode. Today's My Quote of the Day comes from Earl Keel. Information cannot replace education. You know, I think this quote says a lot. Even though it's very short, straight to the point, it packs a lot of punch. It's actually, you know, a lot deeper than, you know, what you, what we, you know, what's on the surface of what it's trying to say. And for those of you that don't believe that you need to go to school for that, you know, that one thing that you're trying to do, just understand there's a point in time where gathering and reading information can take you but so far. Honestly, I'm a a huge advocate for education and going to school. I feel like I spent my whole life learning, um, going to school, and I don't have a problem with that because I feel like the more we learn, um, the more we expand ourselves and we stretch ourselves because, you know, if we ever get to a point where we start learning, I feel like you become complacent and you you don't necessarily allow for change to happen, allow for, you know, new information in. And so I feel like you will need the education that supports the information that you've been reading and gathering to back it up. You know, education broadens your perspective and gives you, you know, that gained knowledge and diversity and balance in your you know, in your thinking. And for information, I feel like it's only a catalyst for education and therefore it cannot function alone. Neither one of them are mutually exclusive, if that makes any sense. Be blessed. Okay, hello, 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 everyone. I have a really great sip for you today. And because I have a special guest for you, I think you're going to love this one. Um, Now, before every episode, I loved uh, this season. I've been trying to give, you know, a really great sip for you to have during the time that you listen to the podcast. Hopefully, you know, you'll drink whatever your favorite beverage is, whether it's a tea or whether it's a a wine or a cocktail. 
but I would like to give you, you know, something that I will sip on um, while I listen to the podcast. And so today I have a really, really great sip for you. I have the amazing opportunity to try a a beautiful wine, um, and uh, I felt like it would go perfectly with today's episode. Um, It is from uh, y'all. It's called Yalumba Barossa Shiraz um, Vintage is twenty eighteen, and it's from Australia. And if you know anything about Shirazes, they're typically from this this region. And, um, but, but this one is from the Eden Valley region and, um, it is a beautiful ruby red color, uh, has a, you know, a medium intensity of the spice on the nose when you, you you know, when you, when you smell this particular wine, um, the taste is dry, of course, um, it has low acidity, high tannins, high alcohol, full bodied wine, definitely pronounced um i felt i got some you know flavors of you know different part the primary flavor characteristics that i picked up were was black plum some earthy tones um spice uh it's just really a really beautiful wine um i felt like um it was just a nice sip but definitely something that you want to have with dinner. Um, this wine to me was simply fabulous. It has a nice backbone and quite simply has a wonderful balance, to be honest with you. Um, again, on the nose, I picked up aromas of black plum. It was smoky, kind of spicy and earthy. And in terms of taste, um, I paired this wine with a beef that had a dry rub and was roasting on a grill overnight. Um, shout out to my husband for that. <laughs> and with that being said, the wine just was simply delightful with this piece, this piece of, um, with this, this meat. Um, um, the, the wine really shined because those spicy flavors on the meat um, really made the wine explode with the delicious notes. Um, I feel like this was a beautiful wine and it was absolutely delightful with the spicy dishes. And I can't wait to try it with other dishes. I highly recommend this wine for your, you know, for your main course. And um, I did a little bit of, you know, research on the the producer of this wine. And they have a really, a really, really rich history in terms of, 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 of winemaking and there's fifth generation winemakers and with Yalumba and um I can't wait to order more more wines from them um but if you're looking for a really great sip to go along with uh you know like a spicy you know dinner that has spicy tones and notes to it like uh you know Indian food or um just you know anything that has a little spicy kick to it I would highly recommend this 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 particular wine to go with it because it's just robust and it really, really complements um, those spicy uh, characteristics, very, very flavor characteristics, very, very well. So, with that being said, now that you have your sip, I cannot wait to get into the discussion that I have with my next guest, who is a wonderful author, amazing author. 
Um, please, please sit back in your seat, relax, and enjoy this discussion that I have with author Lynn Hyde. Okay, here we go. Uh, one second. Welcome everyone to the Purple Charm Experience. I am your host, Chamira E. Fleming, but you can call me my. And today I have a special guest for my Ask the Author uh, portion of the podcast. I'm so delighted to connect with another author during this particular uh, segment of the podcast. I love to basically take some of the more uh, frequently asked questions of authors and you know, give my perspective. But today I have the distinct pleasure of having a get another author on to give their perspective of some of these frequently asked questions in addition to sharing their own experiences as an author and as a writer as well. So without further delay, I'm so excited to have this gentleman on today. And I hope that you find uh, the discussion um, insightful and engaging and that you go out and purchase his book as well. Today, I have the author of Back to Ditsy, Mr. Lynn Hyde. Welcome, sir, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Chamira. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm really excited. I was I was saying that uh, talking about this book is one of my favorite things to do. So any chance I get, I'm in. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, this this book is, the, is, is amazing. Um, I think from the moment that we connected, um, and I have to shout out how we connected through the Black, um, Black Writers Collective, um, just amazing platform. And I had the wonderful um, opportunity to, you know, basically post that I would love any authors that are interested to come on the podcast. And Mr. Lynn Hyde was one of the first to, to, to reach out to me and respond. And I'm just delighted and so blessed and thankful to have him here today. I will say as soon as we connected, I went immediately started looking up everything about you, found you on uh, Google, I mean, on Amazon, started following your author's page. And immediately after I read the synopsis for the book, I, I purchased it. I was like, I didn't even want to finish reading. I just went ahead and purchased it. I was like, this book looks like it's going to be good. And <laughs> From the moment the first few pages of the ch of chapter one, it was first of all. Let me just say it is this book is a trigger, so it, it it's going to trigger you uh, for sure. Um, but I was so taken by the storytelling in the first for off the bat from the first chapter. You, I feel like you captured the voice of the, the, the youth of these, these young gentlemen in the first chapter, their relationship as friends, um, and then also the social climate that, uh, that, they were, that, that, that they're living in. But I also found that the connection of the parallels to today. And so um, it hit me like a ton of, and I won't spoil it for you guys because that first chapter is, it's, it, it, it will grip you. And if you're not gripped by the first chapter for to read this book, uh, something's wrong with you because I couldn't put it down um, as soon as I started reading. And um, I just want to say thank you for wow. this this book because um, what the, the the things that we're living through today, 
I feel like it is so prophetic through this book. And I just wanted to know, like, um, first of all, please share with my, my audience a little bit about yourself, you know, um, about how this book inspired you. I, I won't share how, I'll let you share how, uh, how, how you were inspired to write it, but yeah, just give us a, 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 some background on, you know, your, your journey and how you came to write this book, because it's amazing. Thank you so much. That's that's really kind of you. I I need to do more podcasts because this is so uplifting. I'm like mm -hmm. ready to, to 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 write book number two. Yeah. Um, uh, with this, um, but if you can believe it, the the idea from the book came way back in the '90s. Um, I was um, part of a a, a writers group. Um, um, actually, there's there only three of us that were part of this group, but we challenged each other to, to, to really stretch our creative um, um, skills. And um, there was this rumor going around at that point that um, Black people would lose the right to vote unless Congress ratified it again, that it was mm -hmm. temporary. And that was just such a gripping thought right. um, that, that it, it, it captured me. And it, it, it forced me to, to, to go in and do some research to figure out, is this true? And, mm -hmm. you know, it, and, and back in those days in the 90s, it was a little bit, you know, more challenging to go and do that type of research. But I found out that it wasn't really true, right. um, that there were some um, nuances to it. But the idea haunted me, the, um, the, the what would happen if, 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 Black people lost the right to vote, and and the being a a creative, and as you know, Chamira, and our imagination, that kind of took off, and right, all of right. a sudden, I had a title for the book before wow. I even wrote anything. So I was like, "Oh, this is it's going to go back to Dixie." Right, right. Like, this is back to Dixie, and my my friend was like, "Yeah, that's that's the title for the that's book." A, it's, that title, <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And, 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 and so, but I felt at the time um, that it was such a fantastic story that it was fantasy, really, mm -hmm. you know, that people would have a hard time connecting um, how the story um, transpires um, at that point in time. And mm -hmm. so I um. And then, you know, life happened, you know, where, you know, I was uh, young in my, in my um, accounting career and um, had a young family and, yeah. um, you know, you kind of get engrossed in that and you, you forget, I think, you know, how much joy you find um, from, from writing. Right. And, and then you know you're, you're writing technical stuff and mm -hmm. uh, uh, memos and, and that sort of stuff mm -hmm. and the, the creative uh, side of it just isn't there so it wasn't until the um last three or four years i i should say where um the climate you know in the country changed and folks just i think got so comfortable um with hate and yes. and the it became acceptable with social media you know things that people used to might maybe they felt it but they would you know kind of keep it in their in their right. home you know they wouldn't just uh 
go on rants and 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 um, protest and 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 so forth, just you know, letting everyone know right. how much you're you, you hate. Um, and the the empowerment that was given to to to, to that sort of rhetoric, um, and how that resonated with the sort of world that I had in mind in, in, in Back to Dixie. And I was talking to that same friend from back then and he was like, you know, Len, um, with, 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 with everything going on here with the um, police brutality and the, the, the loss of black lives and, and the disregard to, to, to um, um, underrepresented um, um, people. And it was just, he said, now's the time for Back to Dixie. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Like, I look at Duke and I was thinking, oh my gosh, he's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, I, I, like, this book it is it's almost scary in the way in, the, in that it is prophetic to today's social and political climate because, I mean, I'm just, I'm sitting here reading and I'm like, this actually could happen. Like we're on the verge of, I mean, they just overturned Roe versus Wade. Like what else? Like, yeah. what you know, yeah. all of the things that you're discussing in this book is just like, even from the initial, the first chapter with the mob, I thought about January 6th, the insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and not for nothing, we have, like it feels like that could happen to any one of us at any given time in this in this in this climate right now. Yeah, and it, so, it does happen. Yeah, um, you know, and a lot of times we don't hear um, um, those stories. And you know, I knew chapter one would be hard hitting. Yeah, and you know, when when you spend a career in 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 corporate America, you know, which I which I did, me too, um, and you do as well. So you know, you know how it is. You know, certain things you just don't talk about in that environment. Right. So you know, I worked with a lot of people, and when I told them I was I was writing a book, they were like, "Oh, I, I'm going to get this book." Mm -hmm. uh, you know, these are people that you know. I I don't know if they, they uh, yeah they yeah. So they read that premise. Yeah. And, and I, you know, they get this and chapter one just hits them right in the face right away. Mm -hmm. And I've heard from some of them that I, you know, I didn't know if I could continue reading after chapter one. I, um, I, I think it behooves you and it, um, it's almost like a, in your best interest to continue reading because not only is it it, it reads it reads very well too and it's like a playbook for what we're living through like you I, I mean for both sides in the sense I'm like how does he how is he able to think from the you know from I'm looking at um strong America like the Republicans <laughs> and then yeah. scale yeah. up like the Democrats and like how, how is like the 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 ability for you to be able to think on both sides of the spectrum and see the story the way it is and literally map out what could be in parallel to what you're living through. How was that for you? You know that that part of it 
just came naturally. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, I, I always, you know, try to look at different perspectives. Right. And, you know, and try to be the devil's advocate that, you know, what makes people feel this way? And, you know, even someone that's, that's, that's just racist, you know, yes. um, they have their justifications, you know, it may right. be crazy, you know, sadistic, um, but they're able to justify how right. they feel. Right. So I, I had to try to, 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 to look at it from that perspective that, you know, what drives someone to feel this way, to be able to, to justify that one group is, is, is better than the next and to have disregard to, to a whole group of people based on, on race. And so, yeah, I, I, initially I had a lot of pushback, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from the social media, um, people thinking I was promoting, um, you oh, know, wow. um, the scale act and, and reparations for, 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 for black people and, mm-hmm. and so forth. And, you know, I, I was really taken aback by the amount of, uh, of, of visceral that I, mm-hmm. that I, that I received because of this was a work of fiction. Right. But, you know, I, I also penned the National Workfare Act in that in that book. And you're going to find out more about that as you read through. Mm-hmm. But, you know, someone who creates that act, you know, can't be uh, uh, considered a, a, a liberal, uh, right. liberal racist was what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, one of the wonderful things about the way that you write that I, I loved about the story is how literally within the first first chapter into the the first what first to the third chapter as I'm reading I literally went through multiple uh emotions from sadness to happiness well from happiness to sadness to anger to I need to get in you know get involved get engaged get active because you know, I'm I'm looking at all this stuff and I'm I'm reading these things and I'm like, this 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 could happen and we're on the verge. And then also, I wanted to ask you, um, when you think about what the book has become, you know, over the course of you writing it, um, what would you tell your younger self in the '90s that was inspired to tell the story about what it? what it could become yeah and um and in this particular like what it could become if you you know i'll just leave it there what it could become because i i think you know at that time yeah we was living and do different things but what would you tell yourself back then what you know now about how this book what it turned yeah. into I, I would say to, to, to not be afraid, yeah. you know, I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the kid who thought of that book was afraid of what others um, um, would think, you know, what, what the, the judgments um, that would come for having written, written this book. So mm-hmm. I, I, the best piece of advice I would have given myself is to, is to don't be afraid and and to and to use your authentic voice, yes. um, and to trust it, um, and write it, write it and publish it. Um, right. Go ahead, 
and I look for every reason not to um, mm. at, at, at that point. Um, and, and I would think it was just uh, the, the fear of, you know, how folks would judge um, the subject matter, um, the plot, um, and, 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 and so forth. And yeah, I was just, I was just, I, I didn't have the courage at that point, I think. You know, you, you spoke about the visceral reaction to, uh, uh, people's initial reaction to reading the story. Um, do you feel that is the reaction that they had today is what you were afraid of then? about how the story would, could be, or what the story could be, or do you feel like now having the book come out and that even though they have this visceral reaction to it, do you feel like you're more equipped today to be able to handle that versus then? Yeah. Even yeah. if you did have the courage to go with it then? Yeah, I think definitely um, um, so now. You know, I, I've I've grown to 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 realize that people are are gonna think what they want and and say what they want, right? And mm -hmm. and you just gotta it's 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 tough, you know. Yeah. So you just gotta do what you do to be happy, right. and 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 chase your happiness, your your bliss, um, and not worry about what anyone else thinks. And and so yeah, it was that understanding that I have now that I wish I had before that yeah. just, you know, just do your thing, you know, right. whatever your thing is, just do it. And, and, you know, don't care what, what other people might think about your, your, your art and, you know, how you choose to express yourself, just do your thing. Now, um, what do you feel and what do you, how, like, I know what inspired the story. I know it was inspired by a rumor but what motivates you to write? What, what gets you like really engaged to get out there and just, you know, to write? Do you write on a normal, on a regular basis about other things? What, 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 what do you enjoy about writing? I, I enjoy, um, I can't say that I, I, I love writing itself, mm -hmm. um, but I love when, my writing impacts people. Right. Um, I, I think I'm a people person, and you know, writing when the 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 act of writing is a is a lonely uh, yes. uh, process, right? Yes. Yes. You shut everyone else off, and you're in this um, imaginary zone. world. Yep. And sometimes you get on a, a a zone that you know you're you're writing something, and you're just there, and you're chuckling uh with the, with the jokes and mm -hmm. that that those times i love writing Me but too. when you're you know trying to find that inspiration and trying to solve a problem in 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 in, in the story and and you're you're alone I, you know it, it, the writing could be work right but i love when like you say that you felt anger and 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 joy and and, and happiness and um, that you felt all of these things, because when I hear that, and when I see that, you know, I, 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 I that is so powerful to me, mm -hmm. that, you know, I could group together um, some words, and put them on a paper, and impact someone's emotions. Uh, that's, that's, uh, I, I, I crave that feeling. 
that's one of the things that I love to do when I write is be able to touch every one of your senses. I write romance novels. And so that is what I love to do. I love when people tell me that, oh my gosh, I cried when at that part of the book or, oh, I just love when they, when the, the characters fell in love right there that really, you know, got me. I just, I am that type of writer. I, I love to pull at your heartstrings and I love to make you feel every single emotion and uh, sense, sensory. I love this, you know, touch all your sensory uh, 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 feels. And so I, I get it. And that's why I connected with it off the, uh, immediately out the gate. And so um, I also wanted to ask you, um, what was your process for writing the book? Like, you know, from a I know like some people from a technical standpoint, like for myself, sometimes I like to mind map my yeah. stories or how did you come up and develop these characters and how did you live in the story as you wrote it um, so that you can make it as real as, as it turned out? Well, uh, thank you for that. Uh, you know, I, um, I usually outline things. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it came from my, uh, I must say that I, I benefited, my writing career benefited from my years in accounting and finance yeah. because, you know, I break out the spreadsheets uh, um, at, at first. I'm, you know. I'm, I'm in finance too. <laughs> I, I break it out and I, yeah. I outline um, scene by scene um, and what's the, I put on the next row, what do I want to accomplish? who's in, who's in this scene. And then I move to the next one and then I break it out into a three act sort of yeah. play, yeah, right? Yeah. The beginning so where I set everything up and then you, you, you establish that arc in the middle yeah. and then you resolve it. Um, and the thing about this, this, this uh, trilogy is that I saw it as three books. So I had to break it out three books in yeah. um, three acts and then break out each uh, each wow. each each book into those three chapters, three acts, and, and go from there. So, are the other two uh, the other two aren't written yet? Right? No, no, they're they're Come they're on, not. Come on, Lynn, what are you doing? <laughs> you know the the thing about this, I thought writing was going to be the um, hard part. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much you know time and effort. We have to spend on the business, the publishing, yes. um, the promotion, the marketing um, 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 side of this. But um, one thing that I've been doing that's been fun is that I, from a lot of feedback that I got, that they said that they read the book and, and, and saw it so visually um, yes. that I, I translated it into a screenplay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's what I want to do. Okay. We have to talk about that offline because I yeah. want to know how you did that because I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do that for my three. <laughs> right on. You know, I, I, and I have some lessons learned, so I'll tell you what not to do okay. and then get into what I actually did that, that worked. So that was fun. Wow. Um, when I, when I look at it, so I'm in the, the background now, just trying to get some uh, connections from that side of it as well. This will be a great book, like uh, a great movie or story or I, I, like I literally can see them the, the 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 boys at the beginning and their their outfits going to the show I mean going to the the dance like I can see it all so like I'm a visual person anyway so whenever I write I like to set the scene so that you 
feel like I've had people sell, tell me that they felt like they were they were literally there. And the first three of my books were took place in Boston. And so many of the people that some of the people that read the book told me, oh my gosh, I felt like I've been to Boston. Wow. <laughs> and wow. so because I, I I love to capture actual locations that I've either eaten at or I've been to. I, one of the things that I do love to do as well is um, different black businesses that I've bought items from. I mention them in the book, in my books from time to time. So I like to acknowledge, you know, from our community, people that are connected with that way, it makes it an opportunity for if people ask me, oh, you remember that candle that you spoke about in chapter 17? Is that real? Yes, actually, it is. Wow. The vendor, <laughs> the hey, vendor is actually a, a real business. Idea. Yeah, that's a so, great idea. Yeah, so I like to do that because there, there's a couple of vendors um, that I connected with through my writing process, actually on Instagram, after writing my first book that I mentioned in my second book, and they're real businesses out of Boston. Wow, that mm -hmm. is great. Yeah, I, you know, I, I did that a lot for people that I've known along the way. Because yeah. um, uh, in my spreadsheet too, it has a bunch of names, and there's 86 names in, wow. in 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 the book. And so I started to lose track of them. I figured, okay, I've got to figure out a way to keep track of what I call this guy back in chapter two. <laughs> I get that too. <laughs> But I, but I started using a lot of names of folks that I, I you knew. friends and, and acquaintances, uh, teachers um, in there, and they have a kick when they read through it and they say, okay, that's my, that that's my name. That's pretty cool. But <laughs> uh -huh. then you miss a couple, you know, yeah. of your boys who are like, you know, well, why, why is he in there? And why, <laughs> why aren't I? Um, so you can't win with that. <laughs> what was the best part of writing a book for you? Um, I think proving that I could. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because it's it's hard, you know, when you start out and you have uh, even though you've outlined it, and you have a blank piece of paper and you think, OK, this is going to end up being 300 plus pages or so forth. Mm -hmm. It's kind of daunting. You know, that's a that's a huge yeah. mountain you've got to climb. Yeah. And, yeah. And so yeah. it's it's when you when you get over the hump and you kind of halfway through and you're 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 kind of closing it and you're like, okay, I see the finish line. Right. And it's like, and then you finish, you're like, man, I I, I did it. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, your first and, and and you've done a few of them, but you know, can you imagine go think back to the first one when you didn't know that you could you could actually finish it and you did? Yeah, I, I wasn't exciting. even sure if I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Then it happened, and I was like, "Okay, let me do my second one." And I wrote the second one in like seventeen writing days over a course of the three over a course of a month. And wow! Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. and so, it, so it gets easier, huh? Well, for that one, I won't say that. The third one took a little longer, and this fourth one is taking even longer because. I just have so much going on right now, but right, I right. get it. Like, I completely agree with you. Um, well, and I've got to look up your stuff now. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to, 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 to read it. So yeah, I would love for you to, you know, get your feedback on what you think. Mine are a little or short though. Yeah. So 
Um, I'll take it out for sure. Yeah, um, but I also wanted to ask you, um, when, um, so when do you think you're gonna start writing the, the, the others? Yeah, you know, I think soon. I, I um, definitely, before the year is out, I expect to, 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 to have some progress made okay. on, on, um, on the second book. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, now, I love Prince. And so I have to ask, I always ask my, my guests, what Prince, what is your Prince, you know, your introductory Prince and what is your favorite Prince song, if you have one? Yeah, I, I, I love Prince too. Um, I remember as a kid, you know, when Prince just came out um, mm -hmm. um, with I Want to Be Your Lover. Oh, um, and so, yeah, I, I, French, uh, Afro Prince, you know, that's how far back I go. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. the, the Farrah Fawcett hair, Prince. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the, no shirt, you know, yeah. the white pants and just like, you know, jamming. Um, so, and I got the opportunity to, saw, to see Prince. Uh, he came to our homecoming um, um, wow. back in the 80s. Um, wow. so that, that was right when he did the 1999 and, and all of that stuff. And so it was, it was pretty cool. That so favorite awesome. Prince song, my gosh. Oh, there's, it's just done so many. I think I've got to go with the first one, you know, the, that, that, that I want to be a lover is, oh, is, is okay. Just, yeah. That's I realized that he played all of the instruments on that song. Yes. Too. Yep. On that album, song. on the For You album. Yep. He did. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. That's a good album. That's one of my favorite albums, actually. So good choice. Good Thank you. Choice. <laughs> Thank now, you. before we go, I, I just wanted to ask you one, a couple more things about your writing during COVID. Were you, were you writing during COVID or? promoting your yeah. COVID or what was that's going on? when I wrote back to Dixie okay yeah was it difficult for you or do you do you find that because of COVID you had actually more time and was able to focus and get it done yeah I I don't know if I would have written it had it not been for COVID wow um because I I, I think it was so I mentioned that I I hadn't written fiction in in a lot of years and it was having the time, um, not having a whole lot of other things that you could do, right? So people, some people baked, you know, some mm -hmm. people uh, did some sort of hobby. I reconnected with my with my passion um, during wow. COVID, and and so yeah, that's the, the it's a lot of bad stuff from COVID, right? But the silver lining is that you know I reconnected with uh, mm -hmm. a, a passion of mine that. I lost along the way. Right. Um, as we close, uh, I just wanted to ask you one or two more questions. Um, I have about five, six minutes left. Um, what would you tell an aspiring author that is getting started how to, you know, what would you tell them if they're getting out there and they're trying to get started? You know, I know becoming an entrepreneur is everything. I'm one, you're one. And it could be, like you said, daunting. What would you tell them as to getting started and getting out there writing and also doing the business side of things? What advice would you give? Um, 
from the writing side to 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 just write um to 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 just continue to write find out you know when you're 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 most productive when you're most creative right uh, we all have different schedules um and we all have um you know just different loads that work for us but find out what your um um balance is and 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 write right as far as the the, the business side once you've um, um <laughs> once you've written that book um uh, make sure that you have an author page uh a website, mm -hmm. uh, make sure that folks know how to contact you, um, you know, make sure you have a, 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 a good um, cover um, and you spend some time on the Absolutely. synopsis of your, of, of your book so that folks could read really quickly what it's all about. Right. Um, and just know that it's going to take time um, right. and don't, don't expect to become um, overnight famous. That's right. It's going to take some time trust that you have um, the, the, the story, the right story, um, and don't lose confidence in yourself. That's great advice. That is great advice because I feel the same way. I would say the same thing if, you know, if I was sitting in your seat too, because I feel like all of those things um, are the things that I needed to hear when I was getting started. So um as we close, I just want to thank you again for coming through and, and blessing my podcast with your, with your presence and with um, your advice and, and for the Ask the Author segment. This is a beautiful book, well written. Um, I can't wait to get into it, uh, you know, get further into it. Um, I'm already loving what I'm reading and I can't wait to connect with you again to talk about it some more afterwards, after I finish. Mr. Hyde, this is this is an amazing piece of work, and I, I wish you much success in everything that you um, plan to do with it going forward. Um, any last words? You know, what's on the horizon? What you're going to be doing next with it, or if you're yeah. just I after this podcast and and the energy that you've given me, Charmira, I am going to jump right into that second book. Yes. I can't wait to go on that. And, and you told me that you took 17 writing yeah. hours for yours. So that's inspirational. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it can be done. Yeah, It takes discipline. Write. Like I literally, I literally had a notebook um, that I wrote down. Uh, I did 2,500 words a day. Wow. And um, okay. it, you can do it. So I'm ready. That's what <laughs> I'm doing. I, I am going to write. Yeah. Well, it's been <laughs> Thanks a for having pleasure. Me. Absolutely. And I want you to come back. It's been a sincere pleasure to have you. And um, like I said, this work, this, this book is a, an amazing piece of work. And, you know, I think a lot of people will get, um, it's insightful, it's informative, and it definitely will uh, hopefully enact people to become more engaged civically, because we need more of that instead of, you know, people relying on other, other other folks' opinions and and um, not really doing the research and the work themselves. Yeah. Um, I think it, it definitely will hopefully engage some folks to become more politically engaged and civically active. Wow, how so, wonderful would that be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, ma'am. You're welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, that is it for the Purple Charm Experience podcast. Um, once again, I am your host, Jamari Fleming, but you can call me Mai. And 
my special guest, Mr. Lynn Hyde, author of Back to Dixie. Please check him out. He's available. This book is available on Amazon. Um, Mr. Hyde, would you like to share your your uh, your website? Any of your contact yep. information? Yep, lenhyde.com. And um, that should tie you in with um, everything that we're doing. Yeah, check them out, everybody. I mean, this 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 book is off the chain. It's awesome. So I think you're gonna love it. I I'm I'm loving what I'm I'm reading so far. So thanks, guys. And that is it. Thank you. Okay. Now, guys, you know I couldn't leave without giving you my prank song of the week. And since we had an amazing special guest author on, Mr. Lynn Hyde, the author of the explosive social thriller, Back to Ditsy. So this week's Prince Song of the Week is going to be his favorite song, which is I Want to Be Your Lover. Now, if you didn't know, I Want to Be Your Lover is the first track on Prince's second album entitled, which you know, Prince. And it was released as the album's first single. And also, if you didn't know, in 1993, the track was included as the third song on Prince's compilation album, The Hits 2 the hits slash the b-sides and so this song has you know it has whiskers on it this song is (laughs) older than me (laughs) by one year and it is one of my favorites as well it is a classic print song um most people have their entryway into the from you know into loving prints because of this song and I am delighted to have this one as the Prince Song of the Week. So shout out to Mr. Lynn Hyde. Here is the Prince Song of the Week. I want to be your lover. If you haven't listened to it in a while, hey, pop this song on today. Get it popping. And um, I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks, Mr. Lynn Hyde, again for joining the podcast and, and sharing with us about your beautiful, wonderful social thriller um, back to Ditsy. And if you have not checked him out, guys, please go out and check out his website, www.lynnhyde.com and pick up his book. It's available on Amazon right now. Hi guys. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Purple Charm Experience. I hope you enjoyed it. But in the meantime, in between time, I hope that you will also take a moment to check out my website, www.creativecalfrey.com, where you can find more information about me, my books, my merchandise, and more. Also, while you're there, I hope you, you will sign up for my newsletter by subscribing. If you also want to receive exclusive content and merchandise that pertains to this podcast, please sign up for my Patreon page by becoming a member. And finally, if you really enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider sharing with your friends and family. I appreciate it and they deserve to get this great information too. So until we meet again, I'll see you next time. Bye.